the inner sanctum for Worldwide Wolves supporters is the Worldwide Wolves supporters lounge here at Malinu. It is a beautiful lounge with all kinds of flair for the global expanse that has become Worldwide Wolves. Alan Perrins joins us here as you've brought supporters groups together. You've brought a true spirit of chairmen who are helping lead clubs, not just in the UK, but really all around the world in a unified vision to have a nexus of a place to be at Molyneux, but also feel support year-round. And Alan, as you've seen this grow, what was the beginning and where are we right now? Um, going back four years ago, in the beginning, we had uh, several um, well-established supporters clubs, some long-standing like uh, London and Telford, who, who've been um, active for years and years and years. Um, we had some good clubs overseas, um, good clubs in the UK. And uh, we decided to um, expand on that and create a, a global uh, brand for Wolves. Our slogan is One Pack, as you well know. So it was about letting these people be part of the pack, um, being part of uh, Wolves' ethos as, as, a, as, a, as a family club, as an up-and-coming club. Um, and we're all striving for the same goal to, you know, keep Wolves in the upper echelons of the Premier League and uh, to bring some silverware to Molyneux, which is uh, long overdue. Um, the amount of supporters clubs we've got, um, you can see there on the, on the world map on the board, uh, 166 current uh, branches. Um, some are bigger than others, um, but it's all about one thing. It's all about building communities. It's about building friendships, um, attending games together, watching Wolves together, um, whether that be in uh, America, in, in, in their bar at ridiculous hours in the morning, the same as Australia, two, three o'clock in the morning, these guys get up, no problem at all to go and watch, to go and watch the Wolves. It, it's, it's undescribable, really, their, their, their passion and um, the, the amount of effort that they put in just to, just to get to, uh, to watch the game um, on, a, on a match-by-match -match, uh, basis. Um, of course, it's all forgotten when you've won three or four nil and everything's all great. It's not so good when you, you, you've just got beat and you've got to get back home and it's still only four or five o'clock in the morning and you've got to be at work for seven. So I admire all those people. I take my hat off uh, to them for their, their support and their passion. The TV um, scheduling now is, is, is the biggest ma major headache for our supporters clubs because... You know, the fixtures come up at the, at the start of the season in June, which everybody looks forward to, and you might as well rip it up because it never, ever stays anywhere near the same. Well, I mean, I'll make a point to this. It used to be to where you could get a streaming package and know at least that the matches were on that. And I've talked about this a little bit. In, in the U.S., folks listening will know, though, that Peacock is an app that has a Premier League hub, and they do stream the game. So each supporters group has to be armed with projections for digital streaming only broadcast because sometimes these matches just simply aren't on television or cable television. And this is where you see the dedication come in because people get really, really creative. And I remember this summer where Gemma Frith and Mikey Burroughs had a member of uh, 
the group in Melbourne on, you talked about what you were saying, the early, early hours. They also did a full series of these interviews, and I can't wait to hear more of these. But they heard uh, stories from folks from New York Wolves. Houston runs a great club there in the Lone Star State. Uh, Malaysia was another great story. There were several others. It's worth going back in the Wolves radio podcast feed to hear it. But I got to say, when you think of all of the folks that have come from really all corners of the world to get into this. Was there ever a place that you stopped yourself and just said, oh my goodness, I had no idea that there too, there was a supporters club that wanted to be made official and part of Worldwide Wolves? The, the one thing that has surprised me in answer to your question uh, is the amount of supporters clubs in Australia. Um, Wolves were the team in the 50s. And I think that's when a lot of people went to Australia to settle down and put their roots down, etc. So I can only assume that Wolves has grown there from their days, you know, their granddads and their, their, their parents, etc. Um, but if you look on the map there, there's a good half a dozen supporters clubs in Australia. And they're all good ones as well. You know, it's, on a, it's, it's unheard of. To, you know, even the other Premier League clubs, which I follow closely to see what they've got and how they do things, etc. Um, there's nobody better than Wolves in, in Australia. Um, we got um, a lad called Carl who runs New South Wales Wolves. He's, he's over here that, that much. It's unbelievable, really, for the distance in the travel. And uh, he, he'll be here um, soon. Um, and the stories he tells me out there, you know, the passion and, and the organisation and they've, they've got Wolves soccer clubs, people running, you know, after school activities all in Wolves colours under the Wolves name. The passion is is indescribable. So that that would be my surprise, if anything, is, is the amount and how many. Obviously, Australia is a huge, huge place, much bigger than most people can imagine. And uh you know, when you arrive flying to Australia, you've still got another eight hours across. That's that's how big it is. Um, Cole's telling me himself, um, it's nothing for them to drive four hours to to get to meet some people to watch a game. Well, four hours in this country, you're from you know you're from you're from sort of uh, Lands End up to at least the Midlands, if not Manchester, in four hours, which is a good fifty percent of our country. So just shows how vast and how big the uh, the region and the area is. So you know that these folks are very active on social and they've made doing digital meetups in many ways part of what they were doing in the pandemic. Yeah. Things have loosened up. And I think back to our earliest involvement together. I was having get togethers or groups to be able to come and see a match. And, you know, then it was like the pandemic. And how, how is any of this going to possibly come together in any tangible way without, you know, finding some sort of digital solution. And from that, it was outreach via Worldwide Wolves that you helped facilitate with Richard Pepper and his crew and a longtime associate that you've had in your career, Russell Jones, and all of these very thoughtful people who are supportive of all you're doing and all of what this represents kind of came together and said, yeah, let's try Wolves Radio. And I hope in turn we can get to a place where the Worldwide Wolves supporters have a way to drop messages or leave a voice from their clubs beyond just the interviews we're doing in the summer and be heard on what's this shared platform to tell the stories of how everybody is involved. And that aspect of it to me, the 
new media aspect of it is pretty cool as we sit here in this lounge and look out toward the University of Wolverhampton here. And it's kind of this merger of all these things together in this neighborhood that makes this such a cool place to be. But really when it gets down to the stories that are shared, it can be all over the world with some of this digital media. What are some of the things you've seen that some of the clubs also have been very successful at in ways of, you know, engaging and communicating using modern media? I think it's all about taking a, a, a positive approach to it all. Uh, the last two years with the lockdown, I think we've all learned so much and we've all realised that we can and we have to operate in completely different ways. Uh, I mean, I'm older, but it wasn't so long ago we were using phone boxes. That sounds an absolute silly thing to say. But now I can speak to my sports clubs around the world via WhatsApp, live on video, we made games up, um, quizzes, conference calls. Um, we did all sorts of things to try and keep, you know, your, your positive state of mind and, and, and try and act with the with the actual football match that was going on behind closed doors. And I, I think we learned a lot from that. I think we took a lot from um, same old, same old, head down to this new way of working, this new approach such as working from home. I've never heard of that in my lifetime. It's never been, you know, favourable. Now it's more so than ever. You know, it's, 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 it's unusual now to, to come to the stadium versus working at home where you'd never do that in any job in your lifetime before. So people have adapted, people have changed their approach, changed their thinking, changed their theory. And I think it's about working smarter and not working harder. You know, nobody wants to be a busy fool. And uh, I think we've all we've all done very, very well out of it. And, uh, you know, the, these people, as you can see on the wall with all the different photos from all around the world, we're in touch with them, you know, all the time. Um, and it's great. It's a family. It's one pack, as, as, as the slogan always says. And um, it's about building. Um, the more we get, the stronger the pack. Um, and it, you know, it's 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 all absolutely great. The biggest problem we got at the moment is the the stadium isn't big enough. Uh, that's our most challenging aspect is to get everyone in here who wants to be in here. And I'm sure that will come in time with success, which breeds success. In that lead up, which is the success that we're seeing now, fully realized, and hopefully, this. Worldwide Wolves experience kind of grows from when we're looking at the global map, and we're talking like 200 clubs plus that you've got going with all of the interests from around the world. The ability, not just for people to connect in their local communities, but hopefully say, hey, I'm in a place where I know this is one of my passions. I'm going to connect with folks and make that happen. I hope that something happens here from folks listening to us to realize no, consolidate. Find the way to make it happen. Do it. And it's grassroots stuff a lot of times. It's like really bootstrapped at first for a lot of clubs to get going. But I will say this with like sincere candor. I mean, if somebody in some locale really wants to get going and makes a compelling case and, and works through Worldwide Wolves, you personally, Alan, have been incredible at helping make things happen. What we tend to do is support as clubs that have got any problems or got any issues we we map it out, we thrash it out, we dissect it piece by piece, we have a look at what we're doing, how we're doing it, could we do it better, should we do it differently, should we bring this piece in, should we take that piece out? And then eventually by the end, 
by the end of the week, we've we've changed the format slightly. We've moved the angle on it, and you know you can only lead the horse to the water. You can't make the horse drink it. It's as simple as that. And most of these clubs are only as as good as the chairperson who is pushing the 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 wolves uh, the wolves badge and the wolves name. Um, friendships are made into clubs so you know you've, you've, you've got clubs that aren't so far away from each other a L- lot of friendships have been born in here in this actual room where you stood now everybody knows everybody when they come in you know it, it, it really is a unique and great great feeling I'm not just talking about the people who are local here like Bridge North which is 20 miles down the road or uh, Manchester which is a couple of hours up the road or London two and a half hours down the train um I'm not just talking about them people. I'm talking about when Sweden walks in or Norway walks in. We know who they all are. And they come in and they see their mates, their friends, and and it's fabulous to see. South Africa, last game, for an example. Absolutely wonderful, wonderful. That big table down there was just completely full with all the people who wanted to interact with South African friends. Absolutely amazing. And money can't buy that, Lawrence. Money money can't buy that. It's, It's... it's unique. It's special. That camaraderie is cool. And I'll say, I mean, I've got a special place in my heart for the Golden State and to see the success that San Diego has had and that now there's two clubs in Southern California. And it also is the kind of thing where in a situation like that, where clubs are kind of near to each other, if there's, you know, one group of you know, club supporters that kind of want to go to this kind of bar or be at a certain kind of place. There's some options here in some of these places. Scotland is a good example of that. Scotland is a big place for people to come. So we've got a North, West, East and South Scottish supporters club. But we've linked them all together and they all interact together. And the ones coming from the tip of the top of the map will pick up the ones halfway down, etc. And... They congregate in Cumbria, just on the England-Scotland border, and they're friends with them. And it basically helps with all the, all of the travel. Yeah. You know, it's just linking up. You know, you talked to me at dinner last night. We had a very nice chance to sit and relax and just break bread and sit back and just talk about life in many regards. And one of the things that I'll never forget, and it really does strike me, is really when it's all said and done, we both concurred, we were talking about something and it's just loyalty is at the heart of pretty much everything. If you don't have that and loyalty equaling respect, but loyalty at the core of things, you you don't have much. And I will say when you see the loyalty, not just on this map, and the map is so impressive when you're in the World Wide Wolves Lounge, but you, you see Mexico and you can see, oh, there's uh, obvious reason that there's always been folks there, I'm sure, who've been fans, but it really is accentuated by Raul Jimenez being such a great focal point and a great ambassador to that part of the Americas. But then it's China that you see as something that I will tell you, I'm really very happy to see all of this. I got a real opportunity in my you know, last work experiences to travel quite a bit through China and not just into Beijing or Shanghai, but really all around the country in many, many cities. And To see that also represented on this board, parts of India, parts of the Middle East, parts of Africa. You talked about the expanse in Australia, but throughout Asia and into Africa, this is very well represented as well. 
Yeah, we've got some good clubs in India who are trying very, very hard. Um, Kerala Wolves, for an example, um, you know, they're growing at such a rate of knots, it's uh, it's undescribable. And um, again, China, there's three or four different branches in China, obviously a massive country. Um, and who you mentioned earlier on, Malaysia, I've uh, got a great relationship with uh, with Albert out there, who has created his own Wolves allotments. I don't know whether you saw that story and read that, but uh, they were growing food to give to people who needed food, etc. all under the Wolves flag in the ground, the banner, etc. and they named all the fruit after the Wolves. It's a great project, it's a community project, and it's absolutely brilliant. So I had a chance to talk with Will Clues earlier in the week with the foundation, and just recently, Charlie, Johnson in the marketing department, uh, sort of in the same area as uh, where you and Richard and, and James and the crew are in there. And I think, you know, there is a certain camaraderie here that really does matter in the support. The thing that I notice in spending some time in the office and talking with folks and meeting folks, it's, it's not just that everyone gets along so well and there's such great camaraderie. It's that those like Will, for instance, who's very much a forward-facing person as outreach to the local community here. You, for instance, who is very much a focal person for the organization as outreach to all parts of the world. The support system is there. Help us understand what that is and how you're aided in your efforts by the folks around you inside the office. The difference with, with this football club uh, as as a club, as a company, whatever word you want to use, is that there's a big togetherness. Everybody here helps everybody. If it's not your subject and it's not your thing, you can just go to that department, that person. They are obviously specialists in that field. And there's no no's, there's no, I haven't got time for you, I'm busy or whatever. Everybody at this football club bends over backwards to help everybody in their particular field. Uh, you know, I don't know much about, say, for an example, the merchandise department. So I'll tap into these guys. I'll go and ask for help and they put a plan together and we agree it or disagree it or change it or edit it. And everything is done on what's best for this football club to take this football club further, higher and better. I love that. And as you mentioned that, I think of how the hospitality in here is tremendous. The bar with fully stocked offerings and all kinds of just wonderful, relaxing places to be able to sit down and be communal and be with people. That's all part of this. But, you know, one day there might be some opportunities to help lighten the load of folks who just want to come in and have pre-ordered something. And it's right here. I mean, you're always thinking of the next thing to make it about hospitality. And that is obvious. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're always trying to strive forward as uh, solidly as possible as quickly as possible and improve 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 and that, and that that's that's built into everybody here from the you know the groundsman to the marketing department to any department that you can think of and as i say we're all we're all as one because we all want the same thing and we want wolves to win things and we want wolves to stay in the top of the of the league and probably break into that final top four section by doing it differently, doing it in a different way, because everything has to be built here solidly for the long term and one step at a time. But the difference is now it's been built on solid foundations very carefully and thought out. And yeah, it's this club's going places. And, uh, you know, that's a, a, a big thank you to all of the people that work here. Um, and 
everybody's treated the same, whether you're the tea lady, the cleaner, or the head groundsman, or the manager, or whatever. We all speak to each other, and everybody helps each other, and we're just one pack. I keep saying it, but that, that that's... That's what breeds success, Lawrence. There's just one more story I want to share with you that does relate to this somehow, but follow me. The uh, opportunity I've had to cover a variety of sports over time. One particular assignment I, I did was with uh, sailing, and I really had no experience with this whatsoever. I'd never been really you know, out of except on a lake or something like that. But being out in the bay on one of these catamarans that were part of the America's Cup racing, there was this story I read that then became a book, and it was The Billionaire and the Mechanic. And it was the story of how Larry Ellison got into this racing, but it was a mechanic behind the scenes with him that helped do the driving of the engineering for what was the success to come. And this is competitive stuff, but I know you're a car guy, and I know that... Uh, Russell, I talked with just off mic about being, you know, deeply into cars, but, but tell me something here. The mentality of being a car guy, being a fixer, a mechanic, knowing how to bootstrap things and get it done. How much does that play into your personality and your willingness to make sure that things are done right because you get things up and running and you keep them running? I, th I think you're right. I think you make a, a good point. I mean, as, as you walked in today, you could see that I was actually dressing the bar myself um, putting some wolf scarves up putting some wolves pennants and some flags up just to make it as golden black as possible make it a bit more inviting and a bit more warm and welcoming than the the blank canvas that's been there for far too long in my opinion but I'm a doer I'd rather do it myself and then make sure that it's done to how I want it done and you saw me laying out the tables earlier on and everything you know I like them straight. I like to make sure all the tablecloths are clean. I like to make sure all the t chairs are put away properly. And my goal is anybody who walks through this door to visit Wolverhampton Wanderers, they 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 come here and they 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 go away with the you know with the wow factor. I want them to have the wow factor. I want them to to have enjoyed their day, enjoyed their stay in the lounge, watch the the match that's normally on the telly, enjoy a few beers with their mates, have a pie or whatever they want and I don't want anybody to be disappointed because that offends me then and then that that that, that spoils my weekend I, I just want everybody to have the best possible experience in here if it's simple and you can fix it they just do it don't bother asking and, and filling forms out and waiting a week just 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 do it yourself and then it's done and then it, you know and that's it and then and then it's done right and it's great and that's what I try to. That's what I try to do, and that's how I try to do it. Not always possible, um, but you know, got great people around me at this club. Who, as I said earlier, we can tap into. Who, who always willing to help you, and um, yeah, we we we're building block by block on solid concrete foundations, and we will get there. It's amazing stuff. Thank you so much for bringing me into all of this. Also showing me all of the expanse here and the glory of this. I dreamed of it in many ways when I'd see pictures and I saw folks enjoying the time in this lounge. And it's honestly, it's actually very much overwhelming to now see this dream become a reality. And I thank you, Alan. Thank you very, very much. Many times. Cheers. Thank you, Lawrence. Thank you for your time.